So we're here in fabulous sunny Marbella. We're going international. Mimboso's here capturing all the footage yet, yet again. And I've got my next guest. I think this is number 52 episode. Uh, Steve Live Daily Doran. Nice to uh, have you on, mate. It's nice to be on, mate. Wicked. So um, just to give a bit of background to my podcast, the Stephen Sully study, what that basically means is my own going to study into successful people. What success means to me is not just about money, it's about living your life to the fullest basically. And so when like, I think about- You mean like living daily? Living daily. And when I think of a profile of someone successful, I think someone well-traveled, trains, positive, money, builds assets, and I've got to say you just tick all those boxes. So I just wanted to talk about a few of those things. Let's just jump straight into um, your book, Burn the Bullshit, yeah? Have you read it? I haven't. Oh, I haven't. well, how can we I, jump by Steve? I, I haven't. So basically, this was a, a little hack for me. Because I'm, I'm bypassing reading oh, and trying to get right all the information out of you. But um, I've had a few of my sales staff read it. They said they absolutely love it. Um, I will read it. I promise I will read it. <laughs> um, how did you, why did you start uh, becoming an author? Um, I wrote a book because I find that you go through so many different thought processes. I just wanted to collate... Um, and create a compilation of some of the ideas that I've had, uh, mostly ideas that other people have had, but I just wanted to bring together the ones that I agreed with, um, put them in a practical and proactive way. So throughout the book, uh, there are exercises and the whole book revolves around action because I think nothing happens without action. So throughout the book, there, there are exercises <laughs> to implement the things that you're learning as you're learning them. And I just wanted to make an interactive book that rather than just, because I've been guilty of this, you've possibly done this as well, uh, pick up a book, read it, come across a load of great ideas, think to yourself, oh, that's fantastic, it's life-changing. If I apply all this stuff, everything's going to be 100 times better. And then next week, nothing's been applied. You're picking up another book and repeating the same, the same cycle. So I just wanted to encourage people to stop during, take action, actually get measurable changes. Um, and there's a lot of stuff in there that, that's just resonated and been useful for me. I'm not ignorant enough to think it's all my ideas. It's just stuff that I've been fortunate enough to pick from other people and learn from from my own journey going along, really. Yeah, I think there's a like, really fucking valuable lesson there because I know a lot of people that become almost um, information whores. They, <laughs> they get loads of information and I think that's a brilliant step to, to take because most people don't pick up the information. But what they fail to do is actually implement it and turn it into action. So your book is all about information, yes, getting inspiration, but then taking fucking action with Implementation. it. Implementation. I think it's great to understand electricity, how electricity works, how it can power the home, but it's more useful to be able to flip the, the switch and turn on the light sometimes. Um, so I'm more implementation over information. Information is interesting, but without application, it's just theoretical entertainment. So, oh, that's a nice idea, that could, that's good for this or that or whatever, but until you actually take some level of action, nothing changes yeah nothing changes very true so um apart from giving value to your audience because you you wrote a book and stuff is there like a, an addition to coming out or have you got plans to do anything else like that I, I, it's something i ponder and i've thought about it's, <laughs> it's just, writing a book is fucking long-winded man <laughs> it's an easy project to underestimate so i i probably will at some point I'm enjoying not writing a book at the moment, if I'm honest. I'm, um, and when I've got enough content swirling around in my brain, I think it's nice to then start grabbing it and, and laying it down. But it would probably be a slightly different topic. 
um, but a similar genre. Yeah, uh, and what's bolted onto your, your book um, is, is your whole profile, social media, but more importantly, your, your public speaking, your NLP training, things like that. Um, even a, a few followers that I've got, um, a few of them hit me up when they knew I was interviewing you and go, oh my God, he trained me like a couple of years ago. I got a lot of value from it. So um, how did you get uh, get involved with doing the public speaking and training and NLP and things like that? That's a good question. Um, I guess almost by accident, really. I, it, personal development was a, a beautiful accident for me. I was really into business and I used to attend a lot of business uh, events and functions and just to try and better myself as a business person. And then that obviously goes hand in hand with personal development. I ended up coming into contact with different things in personal development, quite enjoying them, <coughs> achieving A-level of success. I'm not gonna exaggerate it or, or downplay it, but A-level of success within my own businesses, which seems to then gravitate people towards you. How did you do this? How did you do that? And I, I started to realize I need to actually have tangible advice to give people. So I trained myself and started, um, and sort of, it happened, it just happened. It wasn't a, a planned move, it just happened. People came for advice, I, I studied, I did my best to give them good advice. And before you know it, I, I was asked to speak here or there or coach this person or that person and deliver this sort of training or that sort of training. So it's been quite a nice um, uh, addition to my life, I guess. Uh, but quite natural. It's all quite organic. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay, that's cool. Well, um, if someone were to say to me, like, say your first initial thoughts or feelings about you, Steve Duran or Doran, um, <laughs> I would. Uh, this is God's honest truth. I would say very, very positive. Okay. Go getter. Yeah. Fit, as in, like, you know, you train a lot. But I think the last one, which I think a lot of people would probably agree with me, is like you. You come across almost fearless. And what I mean by that is. You take on challenges where most people would actually probably second guess it or get worried. You don't seem like you have that. Now you obviously probably do because you're human, but where did you get this kind of like, fuck it, let's just do it mentality? I'd say I'm not fearless, but I'm courageous. I think there's a difference between the two. I think courage is being able to recognize fear and just saddle up and go fuck it and just fire into it anyway. Um, honestly? <laughs> I think in my life growing up, just about anything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And the way I look at things now is it could just, it just, it would be, I'd be very hard pushed for things to be any worse than they've ever been. There's not much that, that, that worries me. There's not much that troubles me. I live pretty much in the moment. I'd be more worried about not doing something than doing something. Mm. That worries me more. The idea of looking back and thinking, shit, I wish I did this or that or whatever it is. It's almost like, the fear of not reaching your full potential. Oh, hell, yeah, that's yeah. tragedy. And yeah. most most people, or a lot of people, uh, uh, unfortunately, suffer that. Yeah, at some level. Um, what a shame! One of my <coughs> favourite quotes is that hell on earth would be to meet the person you could have been. So if the last day on your, of your life you had to face the person that you could have been, if you did everything that you could have done. So if you you know hit every workout you said you were going to do, worked as hard on your business as you planned to, and did all these things that you could have potentially done but you didn't actually do. There's a, a famous equation that your performance is equal to your potential minus interference. So your performance, how well you do in something, let's say how well you do in life, is equivalent to your potential, which as you know is fucking unlimited, uh, minus interference. And the problem or the challenge nowadays, as with all different times there's different challenges, 
is that there's so many different types of interference, social media, um, you know, limiting beliefs, whatever the interference is that pull people back and stop them hitting the levels they could hit. And I just think it's a fucking tragedy. But what can you do? Yeah. Um, sorry? Not for me, no, no, uh, no. Yeah, uh, not yet. Um, <laughs> so um, on your uh, Insta, you got yep. about 13,000 followers and I know a lot of people with a few, you know, quite a lot of good following, but then I know some people that it's all a bit artificial, but what I see on your profile and how I know you as a friend and as a person, as a professional, it's completely congruent. And going to your affirmation, your incantation, which is live daily, um, some people just see it as a saying, but I know, because I've got to know you over the years, I know you actually can't fucking really embody that. That's an ethos. Yeah, yeah. and it's like a lifestyle. It's more, and more than a motto, that's yeah. what I say. It's more uh, than a motto. And like, I, I, I want to, sort of something I try and live by is being congruent in your life so like it's not just about making loads of money then everything else is a failure or you know becoming fit but then you have no money you're broke or you're you're kind of weak-minded or something like that I I see you as an all-rounded person so obviously you've got businesses you've got assets you you train people you've got a book Um, I mean what do you think you're going to be doing over the next five ten years from now because it seems like you're doing so much now Um, I'm just going to continue to try and strike this balance between living life to the full and also protecting and securing my future because <laughs> yeah. there's a line <laughs> as I'm realizing where you can live live to the full at the detriment of the future so there's a nice um, balance that I'm always always uh, working to find uh, the next five to ten years I just steady progressive continued growth um, in business and in life in in relationships, in health. Um, I'm actually at a point that's interesting, I'm at, I'm at a really interesting point in my life where some things have changed for me, so that constant need to progress in everything's changed. For example, in fitness and health, strength, fitness, I've decided I don't actually really need to get any stronger, I particularly want to get any stronger or particularly get any fitter or run a faster 5K. But what I'd like to do is for the next 30, 40 years be able to continue at this level. Okay. That would be a, that's my new goal. So more Which still takes work. Yeah. It, it, it takes, it still takes a concerted effort, but it's just, for me that would be good. I'm content, you could call it content. I'm at a level of contentment. I've never been happier with my life as it is. I couldn't ask for anything different to what I've got. I'm actually entirely 110% happy with every aspect of my life exactly as it is. But like you said, I think it's about being well-rounded. I do a regular assessment of each different area of my life. If one area is falling down, then I'll put focus on that area and bring it up in line with everything. Um, And that congruence that you mentioned is a personal value of mine. I think it's important to walk your your talk, so to speak. So um, next five, 10 years, I'd be sad if I knew what the next five, ten years had, because that would be boring. But in uh, some some areas, I expect you know steady progressive growth. Some areas, I want to continue at the level I'm at, and some areas, I want some surprises. Yeah, good and bad. Um, <laughs> I want some surprises. Because you must. Uh, I know it's a bit cliche, and uh, these these words at the moment are being used quite a lot, and sometimes in the wrong way. But like, must be setting goals. You must have a vision for the future to a degree. Like. Yeah, setting. I've, I've, 
I've come full circle on so many things. If I said um, yesterday we were talking, this would be an interesting interview because I've come full circle on a lot of um, standard personal development things. So setting goals is, is okay. It's good. Good, good practice, fine. Mm. I'm setting habits. I consider it a completely different thing. So setting a goal is saying, right, next month I'm going to make uh, 20 grand from such and such business. It's a very hard variable to control because it's, you're trying to control an outcome, which you can do to an extent, but there's, all, there's several variables. But I can control the behavior that I believe will lead to a result. And if I put in the right habit, same with Jim. If I say, right, in three months time, I'm gonna be at 8% body fat. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. If I don't get it, I'm demotivated. If I get it, then, oh great, I set another goal. But if I set a habit, which is for the next three months, this is how I'm gonna eat, this is how I'm gonna train, this is how I'm gonna work, this is what I'm gonna do. That, to me, is, um, is my new way forward. So I'm habit setting rather than goal setting. Mm. I hope that makes sense. So yeah. if you take, if you imagine there's two football teams <clears throat> and one of them says, right, we're gonna win the fucking league and that's our goal. And the other one says, we're gonna train, you know, X amount of hours every single day, that's our habit. Um, we're gonna train an hour more than every other team. Which one's gonna win? The consistent one. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, in this. It's funny you say that because I, I, I'm religious as far as uh, reading books and listening to podcasts all the time. More so, listening to podcasts because on, on the go when I'm training, I like to um, sandwich that hour by training and listening to something, get myself like motivated or educated. I'm currently listening to Eddie Hearn's podcast mm. called No Passion, No Point, which I fucking love the title. And he was talking weirdly enough to Siddiq Khan, the mayor of London. Yeah. <laughs> and he was saying now, um, what was he saying? He said he doesn't actually set goals. He has plans for the business, but it's not real goals, he says, it's just plans. He says, but what he does, he makes sure that within the 24 hours, he gets the most yeah. out of that 24 hours, and he does things with um, intent. So he yeah. goes all in on that 24 yeah. hours. And when he said it, because I'm, 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 I've always been a preacher of set goals, visions, and I still am about that. But as soon as he said that, it, something dropped in my, I don't know, inside my mind, I thought, you know what? That's fucking powerful, I and it's so ethos. simple. I call it get more for your 24, similar ethos, just maximizing that. The one currency that we've got, like money aside, because that's, that's just different and variable, and the one consistent currency that we've got is time. Yeah. And how we spend our time is what's gonna make it a massive, do you spend two hours in front of TV, two hours in the gym? That's gonna make a massive difference in your life. Of course life. it will. Do you spend um, 12 hours a week uh, doing extra work, or 12 hours a week on Instagram? What you do with your time is going to have the biggest effect on on the outcome of your life. And your 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 kind of uh, uh, incantation, your uh, kind of like a catchphrase, live daily. Is that where that that where did that come from? How did you come up with that? Because uh, I even see people down the street and they literally won't even call you your name. They just say live daily. <laughs> they shout at you. I mean, obviously, people have posted <laughs> stuff and they just say live daily, and I know who, exactly who There's they're talking about. The guy got a tattoo straight across his chest. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, but it, because it, it's easy to understand, the actual truth where it came from is that uh, a friend of mine sadly passed away uh, several years ago. And <clears throat> the way I used to be, I used to work extremely hard um, and extremely you know, long hours, and I really put myself, I, I was grinding, but I really was running myself through the mill, and I, I, I'd work day to a night, to a day to a night, with, with little or no sleep, little or no fun, didn't spend a penny, um, <clears throat> and achieved a level of success in certain areas, but neglected a lot of different areas. <coughs> I didn't have that balance that we were talking about. And um, a friend of mine passed away quite suddenly. I won't go into all of the details, it, 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 it's, it's not, it's, 
not relevant, but um, passed away quite suddenly, didn't really see it coming. And when people pass away, it gives you a lot of time to reflect on life and what's important. And also the fact that there just aren't any guarantees. We run around and assume that we're going to be here till 78. We could drop dead this afternoon. Um, and what a tragedy <laughs> out here <laughs> in Marbella. It's, it's quite feasible. Um, <laughs> but people drop dead like that for a number of different reasons. It just happens. We were on the way here in the cab in the airport. There was an, a fatal accident. Somebody died. Um, got run over by a police car. It just happens every single day. People are dying for one reason or another, whether it's natural or not. It doesn't matter. People are dropping dead. And without being morbid, if I was to drop dead this afternoon, Fuck man, I'm, 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 I'm ready to die. I've said this several times and I mean it. I'm ready to die. I've got no problem dying because I've lived every day right now how I want to live. Like today, I'm not doing anything I don't want to do with people that I don't want to be with. And, and those years are just way behind me. Um, so it just gave me time to reflect on life. I started to realize, look, I've got to find a balance. I don't have it. I'm, I'm fucking hoarding money. I'm working really hard. I'm not enjoying myself. It's time to travel, see the world, spend a bit. Don't get me wrong, I went a little bit too far <laughs> and I had to pull it back on track a little bit. Again, like I said, always um, constantly trying to find that balance. But I feel that I, I'm there now. I've got a good, when, when I'm in the UK, I work like a dog. You know, I disappear off of social media for weeks on end. Nobody sees or hears from me because I'm just working like a dog. Um, and then when I come and 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 holiday, I, I holiday like a you know like like it's my last holiday. <laughs> I was even be saying on this holiday, it's my last holiday. Yeah. Um, and I just that's the live daily is about doing everything to the max. So it, it's not just about you know wake up and do a shot of vodka and go out and you know every day is a weekend. It's about if you're working then you're gonna reach your maximum potential within your work. So you're, you're maxing out there. It's just about, it's about maxing out your potential in everything that you do. But where it came from was that, um, and it's just stuck with me, and it's become you know, part, of who, part of who I am, really. Yeah, I love that. Um, I want to say for the audience that we're currently sitting on a 13 million euro yacht uh, in Marbella. <laughs> Which isn't mine. <laughs> we have an FVJ Aventador sitting down there. Um, probably half a million six hundred grand car behind us also we've got <laughs> behind us we've got another super yacht and behind that one we've got i think it's a uae yeah. uae uh royal family um super yacht uh behind us and the guy who actually owns this this yacht um <clears throat> i've spoke about him many times he for me is a massive inspiration not just because of the amount of money and the assets and stuff but it's more about his like energy and he's and it, and he's just so humble and he trains and he lives daily and the reason why i mention all this is because in a weird in a in a you may find this strange as in the guy who owns this he's like a mentor to me and he doesn't even really know it so i wanted to ask you the question how important do you think it is to either have someone that you look up to not that you're trying to be like because you can never be someone else but someone that you're trying to yeah, try and mimic a little yeah, bit or, or or someone that mentors you yeah of course so not that you're trying to be like fine if you're following someone's footsteps, you'll always be behind them, right? Um, but as a, one thing I'm so blessed to have is probably the best um, mentors that anybody could ever ask for in every single element area of, of life. So in business, in health, um, um, absolutely. And these people very close to me, I consider them extremely close friends and I look up to them. And I've got no problem saying that I look up to them. Um, I, I, I think that's it's been life-changing for me and I tell them all the time 
um, and I'm very open with it. It's absolute life changing and continues to be um, everything to me. It's so important to, if you don't have those people or the right people around you to seek them out, find them. And it's also important to be, this is the bit that people miss out to, you people moan that oh, my friends aren't really into this or they don't care about bettering themselves and all this sort of shit. You do it. And then you, you gravitate the people towards you that want to do that shit. Yeah, you ra radiate. Yeah. Don't it, depend you know. on your mate to go to the gym. You go gym, and then people that want to go gym will come to you. Don't depend on your mates to inspire you to start your business. You start your business and then get other people that, that gravitate towards <coughs> you. But I think Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see. I was just, do you know yeah. what? I was ju as you were speaking, I was just going to quote that, and then you just said it with fucking mad It's a Steve thing. It's yeah. a Steve thing. It's a super Steve thing. Super, super Steve duper Steve flex. study, Stephen Doran study. That's it. That could be that could be the second edition. Um, but yeah, I know this is cliche as well. But they always say your net worth is normally a reflection of your network. And to I an extent, yeah, to an extent. Um, obviously, the obviously the the business and and working hard, all that kind of stuff. But I do feel that a network is important. And knowing you and knowing the people that you're yeah. around, in ways beyond the obvious, so a network can obviously land you business. But you know, I've never done. I don't do business with these people, but. In terms of business, I learn so fucking much. It's like, um, it's, I feel like I've injected rich dad, poor dad into my blood. <laughs> it's like a next level of, um, of learning. So yeah, mm. I don't do business with them, but the, the, the things that I've learned, like years ago I made money and I, I, I spent it like an idiot, uh, I'm gonna say. It's just fucking as it was coming and you make this assumption, it's just always gonna be there. And, and then there's the cliche of making money, keeping money, different things. Now I'm lear I've, I've learned so much more about how to invest it, how to keep money, making more money and compound it and all these, these types of things. But yeah, I agree. Having the right people around you is fucking paramount. And also being, to an extent, being able to stand totally independent as well is fucking important. So actually having the right people but not needing anyone. If everyone dropped out of my life, I'm still gonna be cool. Yeah, you could still rely on I'm you still because be of cool. your mindset and, the, and, and your work ethic. Definitely. It's all had a massive impact. It's got me, it's got me so much, um, so many learnings, but I, I'm not dependent in any way on anybody for anything. Yeah. Um, so you got the, you got the Steve, the property business, um, bus yeah, business person. Then you got Steve, the author. You've got the, all these different hats, and I want to talk about one particular hat that I found fucking really interesting, and I loved it. When you was on BBC Two, yeah. and you were on, was it Ultimate Hell Week? Yep. So for the people that haven't seen it, start from the beginning. How the fuck did that come about? What was that all about? And why did you, you act, <coughs> when they say Ultimate Hell Week, it's no joke, that's not a cliche no. title. That was hell. Oh, it's disgusting, yeah. Yeah. It was so much worse than it, than it looked because you think every 48 hours we were doing, they were wrapping into a one-hour episode. So, so. You, you, you must have saw something to do rehearsals for it or an audition or something. Uh, yeah, we went through quite a, 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 a long-winded application process. I think there were tens of thousands of people applied. Um, they whittled it down to what they dubbed to be uh, the 29 fittest um, candidates, people in the mm. UK. Or, uh, and do you know what? These guys were, the guys, one of the best parts of the experience, the guys that I got to meet through that experience that I was um, suffering alongside were elite athletes, man. All of them in their own right. So you've got, um, you know, uh, elite triathletes, um, mega endurance athletes. And, and I had to take stop for a minute and think why the fuck am I here <laughs> but uh, somehow I wangled my way in uh, and it was 
the best and worst experience of my life in all, all rolled into one. So yeah, it's uh, I've got massive respect for all of the you know the suffering that special forces are able to put themselves. I love suffering, man. Mm. I can't explain to you how much I thrive on fucking suffering. All it's this like stuff's lovely, and and all of this massive pleasure. But I I also thrive on massive pain and suffering and and the uncertainty and the uncertainty uh, so extremes so that's what it is the ultimate the extremes the ultimate hell wig how would you because i know what it is but how would you describe it to the audience what 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 was it um it was a uh, a series of uh it was the selection processes for several different countries so the the special forces selection processes for U.S. Navy SEALs, and we had to do it. So we until you drop uh, or get kicked. So uh, U.S. Navy SEALs, uh, we did British SAS, Australian SAS, Filipino Navsog, Russian Spetsnaz, and the Israeli counterterrorism. And all of them have got their own fucked up ways. You know, maybe it's extreme. You know, 36-hour treks carrying weights and not eating any food. Um, or sleeping for that period of time. Some of them, it's it's a head thing, you know, tying you up and and and, and trying to get into your head and talk to you or scare you or whatever. Um, but what an experience, man! Uh, what one would you say was hardest? The Australian. Quite for hard. me, the Australian was just. Uh, it was like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It was just the tunnel, uh, and that's what they do. They strip you of everything, and you don't know when anything's going to end. You don't like know how long game. it's going to go for. Yeah, they make you put food in your bag, but you don't know if and when you're going to eat it. We didn't end up eating it, you know, for 36 hours. We're just trekking with load. You think, uh, every corner you walk around, you think this is going to be it. It turns to the night, you think this is it. Then they give you a head torch. It just went on and on and on and on and on. And it just got progressively worse. You know, you get around the corner thinking you're going to finish, and then they make you carry an extra 40 kilograms, and now you're carrying 60. And, and it was just... It was it was um, fucking brilliant. <laughs> you must have learned um, a lot about yourself, like your mental yeah, attitude. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I did. And I know that that's cliche again, but like your your yeah, physical strength and your mental strength. Yeah, and there were I saw people almost breaking down emotionally, crumbling, um, but you just remained strong the whole entire yeah, time. Yeah, there was one moment I nearly cried, but it was through pride, really. Um, we did this, it was after the Australian film, we did this long sort of 36 hour slog doing all this disgusting, horrible stuff. Um, and then he rounded us up and he went, right, we're gonna do a 15K speed march. Who's in? And in my head, I barely had another step in me. We hadn't slept, we hadn't eaten, we'd been going nonstop. Um, and I just thought to myself, it's absolutely fucking impossible. There's no way I can possibly do it. But that's in the my head. Why you and on the outside, yeah. I said, yeah, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> and so he started off and we're running to keep up with him he's a world record um, this guy was a world record holder for speed marching so we're actually running to keep up with him <clears throat> and in my head I know I can't physically and I'm not his agent I thought I can't physically possibly do this you must have blisters you must oh, have yeah, like I, the everything. bits that hurt were, every single step was fucking <coughs> agony my entire foot was just raw where the skin had come off everywhere um, it was absolutely disgusting and I knew there's no way I could have possibly done it but nonetheless, I thought I'm just going to keep going for as long as I physically can until I actually drop. And until that moment, I was just going to go. We got around the corner a kilometre in and he went, I'm just kidding, we're done. I just wanted to see who would try, even though I know you couldn't have done it. And um, that moment was like, whew, maybe it's a bit of relief, a bit of pride. But Great I, fulfillment. 
I thought to myself, I just learned something about myself, that even if I don't think I can do something, I'm still gonna fucking try. And that is, um, that's a transferable skill. That's not just a, a physical thing, that's a mental thing, that's applicable anywhere in life. That's so important. Even if you don't think you can do something, you should still fucking try. So important, man. So fucking important. So it's good. It's yeah. good learning from me. I took that with me. Yeah. So that, like, you've gone from that extreme, and I know when you train, you see, it can be quite extreme as well. Because I've done some a few sessions with you. So training, I always talk about how important it is to train. Yeah. Someone's training could be CrossFit, it could be boxing, it could be football, but just do fucking something to get you going. Mm. How important do you feel the foundations to anyone's life? There's got to be an element of some kind of health, fitness and wellness. If you're not fit or healthy, then you're gonna have a shit life. Uh, that's, that's, and a short life and, a, and an unenjoyable life. You don't have to go as extreme as some. For me, training is not just about, about wellness, but there's nothing wrong with that. But it's all good. You, there's no value in having loads of money and being uh, fat and out of shape and unhealthy and, and riddled with um, uh, illness or, or disease or whatever. It's no fucking value, it's a shit life. I would rather be healthy than, than wealthy if I had to pick between the two, but I don't, so I'll take both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love that. But, but for me, training is a bit different to just, um, to just being fit and well. It's, when I go in the gym, it's a bit of a mental thing as well. I feel like I'm training my mind as well. I put a lot of really Absolutely. big pressure on myself. It's like, fucking keep going. If you give up now, you're going to give up elsewhere. If you give up in the gym, where else are you going to give up? Are you going to give up on your business? Are you going to give up on your relationships? Are you going to give up on, on your mates? Like, Where else are you going to give up if you give up now? So it's almost training the resilience and the persistence. It's like a controlled environment where you can strengthen your willpower and discipline. It's like that David Goggins mentality. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I, one of, that, reading his book, I read his book and I just fucking put it down and I just went for a 20 mile run. I love that shit, man. <laughs> I just love that shit. It just inspired me so, because that's it. And he's the same. He's a man that's just built to enjoy suffering. I can't explain what it is about suffering, those extremes, but it's so enjoyable. It's, you learn so much about yourself. It's like, pain is almost like 95% of it is pain. And then we cling on, because I'm the same as you, cling on to that 5% which is enjoyable mm. at the back end of the pain. Yeah. And people look at it and go, you're a fucking nutter. Why are you doing all that to yourself? Because I'm addicted to that 5% pleasure oh, at the end of the pain. Up. It's mad. It's I, like boxing and sparring. I go in there against professionals sometimes. Uh, spar Bradley Skeet, I've sparred Robbie Lloyd Taylor, a bunch of other people. I get bashed up. But I look, I get that one punch in and I do it for that. I do it for that. And I just get that fulfillment out of it. And I learn and I develop. And again, it's a transferable mindset. I think, well, I can do it in boxing. I'll do it in business. I'll do it in that. I'll do it in this. I'm pretty sure you're the same as that. Without without a shadow of doubt, mate. I get, I have workouts where I'm going so hard for no reason. These, the hardest workouts I have when I'm on my own. I'm burying myself so hard that I, I sit and I think, I think I could die right now. Yeah. I, I might die. I should pull back. You have this mental battle. I might. I might die. People have had heart, people I know have had heart attacks in gyms. I might die. I watch my heart rate. You know you meant to have a maximum heart rate. I did a run the other day, and my average heart rate was above my maximum heart rate for the whole, for the whole um, twenty minutes. <laughs> but I sit there and then I think, fuck it. What a, what a great way to die. Just fucking maxing out. 
What a great way to die. I've got no problem with, with dying. I've got, if I die this weekend on a boat, what a fucking great way to die. The mountain that you can't see now, that literally just there, I've got fucking, I had to get rescued from it. I spent 11 hours with hypothermia fucking waiting to get rescued from it. I've got no problem dying, as long as it's, but I did say to myself, not on that mountain, it's a 10 yeah. one, like die on Everest or something. <laughs> you know. but, uh, I mean, but yeah. you've done that as well. You've got, you've, uh, you've, You've been to Everest, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great experience. Um, uh, with us, we do we do a trip, a, a, a good trip or big trip every year, really. Um, to challenge yourself, yeah. To challenge ourselves, to see the world, to explore different cultures, to to do it all, man. Um, to bond, to network, and you know, it's great. We've got limited time. Yeah, we've got limited time here. Um, we're very fortunate to be here. Incomprehensible odds that we wouldn't have been there. So take that gift and and, and fucking make something of it. And leave the one thing I'm really big on. It's a slight separate subject, but one thing that is probably one of my uh, whatever you want to call my mission, I guess, is to leave the place, this earth, better than I found it. So even that's my on a small scale. If I go into a, into a toilet, so I heard it. I don't know who said it. I heard it years ago. But, you know, if you go into a toilet, leave it better than you found it for the next person. So I go in the toilet, something's on the floor, I pick it up, throw it in the bin, maybe clean something down or whatever else. So everywhere I'm going, I'm trying to leave things a little bit better than what I found them. And when I leave the earth, I want to leave it a little bit better than what I found it. It's like having higher standards, basically. Yeah. yeah. But it's also giving giving something back yeah. for everyone else and yeah. that, that whole and ripple effect. Yeah. That whole ripple effect. I want to ask you four more questions because I know we've got some great food downstairs after that training session that we've done and then we're going to be going out. Yeah, so cool. So, so uh, here comes the main man. We've only got four more things to ask and then we're done. All right, guys. How yeah, you yeah, really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the main man. Is your, are, are your mates? Right. Yeah, we've got then. four more questions your and then we're done. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right, we'll be, yeah. Four more questions. Is my testicle showing? Yeah. Or is it, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, bit. Cliche and it's quite. It's, it's, You're not it's, my type. So yeah. <laughs> Will you go out? Um, what would you say if you can talk about it? What would you say has been, let's say, your best moment in your whole life so far? A moment where you thought, you know what, this, this is define me. This one. Define this, me as a this person. This moment's my best moment yeah? in my whole life so far. Every, nice every, one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. No, no and, I, and I think that's how you got to live. Uh, it, the the past is great, man, and I've so fucking. Uh, I, I say fortunate because I do believe there's a level of luck in life and I think I don't want to discredit luck I don't want to discredit hard work and all the rest of it but I think I'm very fortunate and blessed um, I've had so many great experiences um, but none of them compared to now okay now is now now is everything that we have and I love looking back and enjoying memories but I love creating new ones as well like, we're going to create mem we're creating a memory now yeah. we're even immortalising it on the uh, on film and we're going to create memories this afternoon no doubt definitely um but now now is the best moment of my whole life that's great um i i ask normally what's been your best moment and then on the flip side of it what has been your hairiest moment i don't want to call right it now, failure no, I, uh, I don't want to call it failure but i've had so say, many steve i couldn't even tell you fuck it i've probably <laughs> and the reason why i like to ask is because we all as athletes uh, business people people that are, are, are go-getters oh, that we have moments where it's, it's tough oh but i want God. the audience to get value out of oh it because they want to i want them to learn i've hit so many rock bottoms man um i couldn't even tell you i couldn't tell you the worst you know, but I've had anything that you can, <laughs> anything you can really think of. Anything that could go wrong has gone wrong. That's what I feel like at okay. some point. You know, um, except for health-wise, I've been really fortunate. So, 
Uh, but apart from that, anything that can go wrong has gone wrong, you know. I, 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 I can't really, I could, but I don't really want to go into too okay. many more specifics. But, you know, that's part and parcel of trying to move forward. You're going to just hit these. But I, I fucking embrace them. That's why I said surprises, good and bad. Give me more surprises, good and bad. I, they don't have to be good experiences, man. That's not that's not reality. Mm. I, I, positive thinking is cool, but I, I, I like reality. Just you know what? Embrace the bad shit. A friend of mine said I I done a talk the other day. It was like a TEDx kind of talk, ready for a TED talk nice. eventually this year. A friend of mine was speaking. A guy on Instagram called Being Alfie. So shout out to him. He says you're like, up. <laughs> you're like a ba- battery. And yeah. what that means is a battery has to have a plus and it yeah. has to have a negative in order yeah. to work. So that means not everything's always positive and no. not everything's always negative. No. You need both for you to function. Yeah. And I think that's an important way to look at things. Without doubt. Right, second to last question. If you were to recap on our conversation right now, how would you title this podcast? Episode. <laughs> um, I don't know, Steve. Live daily on a 30 million euro yacht. No. It's not my yacht. But if you want to come to my boat, you're more than welcome as long as you will help me blow it up and help me row. <laughs> Same as mine. That's, that's my policy. If you help me blow it up and row. Um, what, do I, what do I call this podcast? Um, the episode. This episode. It's living daily, man. It's living daily. Yeah, of course Perfect. it is. Yeah. Right, my um, catchphrase or my mantra is be happy, never content. I've got my own version of that. If I were to say, tell me your interpretation, your version of be happy, never content, what does that mean to you? Oh, fuck, man, this is, it's a clanger, Steve. I'm struggling with this. I can't give you a short answer. Do you want a long answer? Or should I just force Give the a short answer, answer that is going to come from the heart. I don't believe in being happy all the time. Okay. Sorry. This is where, um, right. difference of opinion, but, you know, I'll probably learn something from you here. Um, I I've believe- been giving you my version yet, though. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I suppose it depends on your definition of happiness. I like the feelings of being happy, but you can't be happy. There can't be happiness without sadness. Like this plus and minus. Um, I enjoy feeling sad. It sounds weird. I enjoy feeling sad sometimes. I enjoy being connected with my emotions throughout the entire spectrum. Um, a bit, never being content. I get that. Striving to progress. I think as humans, there's something in us that if we don't feel like we're growing then we feel like we're stagnating or we, we don't uh, which is normal that's natural I get the set the latter part completely uh, what do I think what's my interpretation of it my interpretation is you're saying to be happy so I guess be well be happy with where you're at in mm. your journey, mm-hmm. but don't be content to continue to push your journey mm. further. Would mm. that be fair? Yeah, I like it. I think uh, you've actually answered it probably d- differently to many of my other guests. Actually, the best, would you yeah, say? Yeah, I, I, I actually the really, best. really liked it. Simply the best. <laughs> Can we um, throw some confetti and stuff on the edit, please? <laughs> and fireworks that and stuff. Be, yeah, that'd be nice. And helicopters and yeah. flames and stuff. But not my helicopter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, so I'm going to uh, wrap this up. Um, where can people find you, Steve? Because obviously you've got um, a book. You know. I don't want them to find me, no. Um, <laughs> it, it's just against the grain, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck everyone. <laughs> no, I love you all. Um, I want them to find themselves uh, if you want to find me you can dig out my social media uh, I've just changed the handle of it I changed it from official Steve Doran to Steve underscore Doran I couldn't work out what was official about me anymore um, <laughs> so Steve underscore Doran but I've just made my account <laughs> private <I've laughs> I'm, I may or may not accept look I don't know let's let's start this again imagine we never had that bit crop all of that shit shit um, 
just like you know, I hope to meet you, hear about your journey. I'm I'm just about to bury myself into a hole. That's why it's a difficult question for me to answer. Okay. I'm about to bury myself in a hole where intentionally, what we're now July. I don't want to be found until at least 2020, which is well, people, January 2020. People might find you on TV again because I know what you're like. Yeah, if you yeah, get an yeah, opportunity, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. BBC then I'll be something. all over it. But I'm about to bury my head and just and just knuckle down a shit that I need to worry about right now. I love everyone to bits. I wish the best for them, um, but I've got to look out for numero uno before I can look out for anyone else. Uh, in my book, I talk about being. You wouldn't know. You haven't read it. I talk about being self. I know now. Self- <laughs> <laughs> I talk about being selfish. Uh, so that you can be selfless. I'm about to be selfish. Um, so I've just debunked your question, man. It's such a simple question, isn't it? And I've given such a complex answer. Um, let just find me on Instagram, Steve underscore Doran. Cool. Uh, I'll accept you, yeah. <laughs> I've actually realised from this interview, you're a lot more fucked up than I actually, <laughs> actually knew. I'm only joking. Thank you very much. I've it's been an absolute pleasure, man. man. And um, thank you, Mimboso, for capturing it. And Big up, Mimboso! <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Blew the mic too. Uh, Sorry. Done. <laughs>